Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today I'm going to tell you how to save money by making your own ricotta. This is, yes, another one in my series of Save Money by Doing Whatever. It's quicker, though. Soon, you'll have saved so much money, you'll be rich. No, you won't. I'm just kidding. But you'll feel better about yourself because you're making your own stuff that you were paying a lot of money for before. So, this is a gem. Save money by making your own ricotta. I love ricotta cheese. And as a person who is descended from first-generation Italian people. You get a lot of lectures on ricotta cheese. And the main one is from my aunt, who which I've mentioned in another podcast. Whenever my aunt, I asked her how to make her recipe for lasagna, and she goes, well, you got to get some ricotta cheese and not that kind of stuff the Americans use. You need the good ricotta cheese. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> what she meant by that is... There's a kind of ricotta cheese that resembles cottage cheese that comes in a plastic tub in the grocery store. Don't use that. That is not good. What you want to do is get dry ricotta. When you're making anything requiring ricotta cheese, the dry loaf-style ricotta is the best. Usually it's made by a local company, a local cheese company. Everywhere makes this. Just about a lot of dairies make it that have deli stores and stuff like that. They'll make their own ricotta. But the difference is, when you're using dry ricotta, it crumbles apart in your fingers. And when you're making something like lasagna or stuffed shells or something like that, where you want to have where you want to have a good flavor and good quality ricotta cheese, when you use the dry cheese, it has a lot more texture and depth to it. So your lasagna, your shells, whatever, they'll hold up. If you use that wet ricotta cheese, everything collapses like your lasagna. It oozes out when you cut it. Um, The shells will smush, you know. So that's why we we like the dry ricotta. So I'm going to tell you how to make the dry ricotta. And I did a good bit of research on this online because what happened was I don't watch a ton of television and I don't have cable. So I don't get to watch a lot of cooking shows or any cooking shows or ever. I really, I really don't watch anything but really old television shows like from the 60s, okay? It's Antenna TV. That's what I watch. I'm admitting it. I still watch Johnny Carson every night. (laughs) I love Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. So I was on vacation, and of course on vacation you get all those cable channels at your schmancy hotel. So we were watching a cooking show, and this guy had a pizza shop, and he was making his own ricotta cheese. And I'm like, oh, that looks really interesting. There's nothing to it. There's really nothing to it. And I thought, I could do that. So I set about trying to find out how to make it. And of course, as is the way, everyone always tries to overcomplicate everything with ingredients that you don't necessarily need to make ricotta cheese. So I found the best source that I have found for recipes of this sort is a blog called Serious Eats. They always have a pretty big post of research and whatever and a recipe. So I looked at their recipe, I compared it to several other recipes, and this is what I've come down to. I'm going to give it to you right now. This is the recipe that I found. I want to say that I doubled the recipe that I found. So, (laughs) And the reason I did that was, I didn't know this, but a lot of stores, a lot of grocery stores, if their milk is getting close to date, they will have uh, the milk on sale, okay? 
I've never seen milk on sale before. So I was in a grocery store and they had their gallons of milk marked down because they were about three days from expiring. And um, they were coming up on a weekend and this particular store isn't open on Sunday. So, you know, they had them on sale and I thought, hmm, maybe I'll buy a gallon of their cheap milk and try to make ricotta with it. Because if I screw it up, then I won't care that I wasted a gallon of milk, you know, because I was being real optimistic about my chances of succeeding at making ricotta cheese. <laughs> so I got my gallon and I got whole milk. You want whole milk. I got a gallon of whole milk and you put it, you want to put it into a large cooking pot with a heavy bottom, preferably. If you have, a, that's the best thing I can tell you on general cooking. You need a good, heavy bottomed pot because it, provides more uniform heating to whatever you're cooking and less chance of burning. So I got, uh, I have uh, a pot that's about, I think it holds 12 quarts. So I used that heavy bottom stainless steel pot. I put my gallon of milk in there. Then you add a pinch of kosher salt, just a pinch. And then you're going to add four tablespoons plus four teaspoons of white vinegar. That's doubling the original recipe. So the original recipe is a half a gallon of whole milk, a pinch of kosher salt, and two tablespoons plus two teaspoons of white vinegar or lemon juice. My recipe, one gallon of whole milk, pinch of kosher salt, four tablespoons plus four teaspoons of white vinegar. That is what I used. I didn't want to use lemon juice because I can honestly tell you, you will taste lemon juice when you do something like that. It always has this bitter background flavor. Yeah, I think, didn't you cover that when you talked about making your own buttermilk? Right, right. Lemon juice always gives an off. Even if you don't know what the flavor is, that's what it is. It's just this bitter aftertaste, and I don't like it. So I go with the white vinegar. Now, what you want to do is this. You want to take your milk, just your milk, Put it into your heavy-bottomed pot, add your salt, and bring that milk up to 185 degrees, okay? Don't turn it up on high. I would say do this on medium to medium-low and really watch it because milk is very delicate and it can scald quickly. You don't want it to scald. You want it to warm up 185 degrees, and what I did was I took my, I have a thermometer with a clip on it that you can clip onto the side of a pan, so I clipped my thermometer onto the side of the pan, and I just hovered over it like a helicopter for about 45 minutes while it was heating up, because I was so nervous about this whole process. Now, okay. should you start it in the pan when the pan is cold? Yes. Okay. Put the, put the milk in the cold pan, set it on the stove, and turn the stove up to medium-low to medium, and just keep an eye on it. And like I said, attach that thermometer. And then once you get it to 185 degrees, add your vinegar. And what the easiest thing to do, of course, is to just measure your vinegar while you're waiting for 45 minutes for your milk to heat up. Measure your vinegar into a little glass bowl. And then when the milk hits 185, dump the vinegar in. Don't stir it much. Just a little bit to incorporate it. Okay, so just dump that vinegar in. Stir it around a couple times and then stop. Now, you want to turn the heat down on it and maintain a temperature of 105 degrees for 20 minutes, which isn't that hard if you use a heavy bottom pan. Because once you turn it down a little, it's just going to cool down. But you just have to watch it. Just check it. And it should stay there. I didn't have any trouble with mine fluctuating. 
after 20 minutes, you're going to actually pretty quick, you're going to see curds form in it. And you can just, uh, like me, stand there and watch it because it was really cool. Okay. After 20 minutes, you're going to strain it right away. So what I did was while I was waiting for my 20 minutes, I prepared a large bowl and I have a set of sieves. Sieves are wonderful things. So you want to get your biggest sieve. If you don't have a real big sieve, you can use a colander and line it with cheesecloth. So even if you have the fine sieve, line that with cheesecloth, a couple of layers, maybe like four layers is good. Um, if you don't have cheesecloth, a thin piece of cotton cloth will work just fine or a very clean, thin cotton towel, not a loopy towel, like a uh, bread covering sort of a towel. 100% cotton will work also. I always keep a packet of cheesecloth on hand because so many recipes call for it. That probably sounds odd, but I'm telling you, cheesecloth is the handiest thing ever. It comes on a pretty long roll in a package of it, lasts a long time. So just get one and keep it on hand for things like this. You're going to pour your stuff, what do you call it? You're going to pour your curds and whey, <laughs> pour that real carefully through your sieve, the um, way you can either run the liquid out into a pan underneath it, which is okay to do, or you can just run it down the drain. I didn't use it for anything, so whatever you want to do with it. But you're going to drain that, and you can uh, the sh the if you don't want to if you want to use it right away if you're using it right away and you don't want to let it drain for a long time, it's just a moisture cheese. So you can do that. Um, like I said, you can you can take it right then and put it on a pizza or put it in your lasagna, boom. If you want it to drain longer, you get a drier cheese and you can take your cheesecloth and kind of gather it up and just very, very lightly press on it. But I, I don't even recommend that. I'd rather just let it sit. But that is all there is to making your own ricotta cheese. And I'm telling you, it was very good. I was very impressed with it. I was like shocked, amazed, thrilled, all those things. Because I thought... I just didn't think you could do it. I, I thought it was not true that you could make your own ricotta cheese. I thought, what's this television guy doing here? You know, he's obviously left a step out that he's not telling me about. But it worked, and it was very good. And I used mine to make uh, lasagna. It was one of the best lasagnas I've ever had. Now, the reason I'm going to tell you you're going to save money by doing this is I, I bought one gallon of milk, and I believe the gallon of milk I bought, even though it was on sale... Uh, for this reference, I'm going to give you, it was around $3 for the gallon of milk. Okay. Milk typically where I live fluctuates, it fluctuates in the neighborhood of $3 up and down or whatever, but it's generally around there. So from this gallon of milk, I got about a pound of, what did I see? What did I get? I think I got about a one pound, one and a half pound cheese out of it. So that much cheese, what I got compared to what a dry loaf of ricotta costs in the grocery store, a dry loaf of ricotta is around $14 for what I made from my milk. And all it took me was time. White vinegar? Are you kidding me? That doesn't cost anything. So you go out and buy your gallon of milk, even if your gallon of milk is like 4 to $5, and it takes you two hours one evening to make ricotta cheese. I mean, you're just home anyway, so if you wanted to make it, it's not like you have to stand there all the time with it. You just get it started, go read with your kids, 
come back and do the next thing, clean up your kitchen, do the next thing, and it's done. So over the course of an hour and a half to two hours, you have your delicious ricotta cheese that you just made, and you saved yourself some cash money, and you used some time money. So, you know, it does all level out. I guess it's all that you want to do. But I'm a, a big fan of saying, ha, I didn't pay $14 for my ricotta cheese. I paid $4 for my ricotta cheese, and I like that. So, What's the best way to store it once you've made it? Well, once you've made it, and it's nice and dry, you can put it in a, this is how I did it, I put it in a glass bowl with a lid and stored it in the refrigerator. And I used it within two days. You don't want to let it sit too long. You don't want to, you know, it's, you're not going to keep it in your refrigerator for a week. So you want to make it right before you're going to use it. And um, I imagine you could store it in a plastic container because when you get it at the grocery store, it's typically in a plastic container. But I put it in a glass bowl with a lid. And uh, it kept very nicely until I decided, till I was ready to use it the next day when I made my lasagna, which is another podcast that I have. And the recipe can be found on that. <laughs> You'll just have to go through my... You know, I actually, if you don't mind some page flipping, I can, uh, I can find that recipe that uh, podcast number would be <laughs> well you can use it in zucchini rollatini which was podcast number 20 did i do lasagna oh no you did stuffed shells the oh, tofu stuffed shells yeah but i thought i did lasagna replacement. Mm. um did you do a zucchini lasagna I might have done it with the zucchini shows. I, I think that's when we did it because mm. I remember the pictures from it. Well. It may be a forthcoming episode. Yeah. Zucchini number one was episode 20. Where's zucchini number two? Oh, more zucchini is 22. So either 20 or 22, there's some ricotta use there. I guess I'll have to give you Aunt Rachel's lasagna recipe. It's better. a good thing that she can't listen to podcasts. I know. Oh, she'd beat me up and she's 93. She could do it. Well, I'll have to give you that that uh, lasagna recipe, I guess. I better make a note of that upcoming podcast. But that is how you can save money by making your own ricotta cheese. And it really does work. All those people on television, you know, make their stuff. And so give that one a try. It's well worth it. And if you... If you like ricotta, you'll be you'll be so thrilled. You'll be absolutely thrilled. And you can use it. You can just eat it. Ricotta's good to eat. You can use it on a pizza. You can use it and you can make your own cannoli filling, which I'm just going to say this right here. If anyone out there is filling cannoli with anything other than ricotta filling, you should be arrested. That's all I'm going to say. I just had a beautiful looking cannoli and it had an icing filling and I was like, what a disappointment. So disappointing. It's just disappointing when people do that. It's not what I'm, I'm expecting the ricotta. I'm expecting ricotta with little flecks of chocolate in there and I get icing and I'm like, what? Your mother should smack you for that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting going off topic. But anyway, ricotta can be used for many, many wonderful things. It is a wonderful cheese. It's very versatile. And it's wonderful in Italian cooking. You can stuff shells with it. You can stuff manicotti with it. You can make uh, lasagna. You can roll up lasagna or eggplant or zucchini with a ricotta filling. You can use it on uh, sandwiches. You can use it on chicken parm and um, 
eggplant parm, egg, eggplant parmesan. You can put ricotta in there if you want to. So many uses, so many things you can do with it. It's always delicious. So give this recipe a try and let me know what you think. Let me know if it worked for you. And hopefully, um, we'll, we'll hopefully have a little video of this at some point in time too, of a live demo of making ricotta cheese, which will be so exciting. We may speed it up just to save some time. <laughs> Yeah, not like our famous Super Bowl half Super Bowl video, but uh, well, that sums it up. Save money by making your own ricotta, and make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website MaryMacPodcast.com. dot com. Thanks a lot for listening. If you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you. <laughs>